Welcome to the Race Car Showroom Podcast, where we appreciate race cars and their driving personalities and sponsors. I'm Jacob Harbor, and I hope you enjoy today's conversation. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in to episode number five of the Race Car Showroom. Today's guest I kind of connected with through YouTube, a little bit different direction today. This gentleman is a Legends car owner and driver. He's also an advocate for the Legends Racing Series in Michigan. He's also a YouTuber. I'm happy to welcome AJ Bunch here for episode number five. How are you, AJ? Good. How's it going? Doing well. We certainly appreciate you joining us today. And like always, I'd like to just start off with telling the people a little bit about you. Where are you from? Were you a race fan before you were a driver and owner? Just kind of tell us your story. Yeah, so I'm originally, uh, both my parents were in the Navy, so I was born in Guam, which is not something most people can say. Uh, So we moved to Michigan when I was pretty young, and I kind of bounced around back and forth, but then landed back here in Michigan. And I grew up going to our local racetrack and loved it. Ever since I was young, we went to both asphalt and dirt tracks, and it Kind of was just one of those things where I knew I wanted to do it, but I just didn't know how. So a couple of years ago, we were able to save up enough money to get our sedan, which if you follow my YouTube page, uh, you'll kind of see our progress from when we started. We were not great. Uh, I got hooked up with a couple of the guys down in Ohio at the time, but since moved down to North Carolina, and once we got hooked up with them, we started to pick up the pace, and it just kind of has turned into what it is now. Very cool. So, you know, there's lots of different series out there that people can get involved with these days. Why Legends Racing? What led you in that direction when you got started? I actually helped one of my buddies with his Legend car for probably three or four years before he ended up taking a break. But I kind of just fell in love with the cars. At that time, they were a lot more affordable than they are now. They're still pretty affordable as it is if you compare it to like the bigger late models and modifieds and stuff. So in that retrospect, they're still really affordable for what they are. And the power-to-weight ratio is, I think, next to a sprint car. Don't quote me on that. But it's pretty pretty cool that these little things, with as small as they are, can get up and go as quick as they can. For sure. And I know you kind of mentioned this uh, earlier in the first question, but when you started um, becoming an owner and a driver, slowly working your way into that, how much did you know about cars and the mechanical aspect of cars? How much prior knowledge did you have before just diving into being an owner? So I had a lot of general knowledge uh, on the setup end. Uh, I help a lot of my buddies with their late models and modifieds up here in Michigan. So I had a lot of experience when it comes to making adjustments at the track, but I didn't have a good knowledge of, okay, this is my good starting point for a baseline setup. So we kind of played around with the idea and I just, just put it in my head if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it right so that's why i got hooked up with 
uh, NPM, which they have now become a powerhouse down there in Charlotte area. They win summer shootouts. They win nationals. And it just kind of was a no-brainer for me, too. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to start with a good baseline. And I always recommend everybody who is starting in whatever class they get into, get with somebody who knows their stuff. And even if it does cost you a little bit of money, it's going to pay off when you start running up front and getting bigger checks at the end of the night. Absolutely. So as you're learning the ropes of this, what's been your biggest challenge so far, kind of working from that baseline you're talking about? Um, the biggest problem for me is just driving the car hard enough. I feel like we make good adjustments here and there, and it's just I have not a ton of experience driving the cars for myself. Like, obviously, I've done iRacing and all that stuff and driven go-karts, and it's just one of those things where – you don't think you're going as fast as you are, or I guess in my case, I think I'm going faster than I am. So when you get on that track with the 15, 20 other cars and they kind of blow your doors off, it's kind of a reality check. Gotcha. So I know you touched on this earlier. A lot of people, you know, I've been studying a lot on the legend series here lately. That's how I found you. Um, You know, I have some interest there maybe doing something in the future. And a lot of these people are claiming that this is a budget way to race. This is the cheapest way to get into racing. But kind of like you said earlier, there's no really cheap way to race. Do you still think that holds true today? Is this a budget-friendly option, or is it like most other racing? Is it? Do you have to have some deep pockets to get going in this? Um. So I think that... U.S. Legends has done a really good job with their rule book of kind of leveling the playing field for all, I guess, four motor options now. The 1200 and 1250, which is what we started out with, we're still very competitive. We have guys up here in Michigan who beat the FZ cars. So it's not like the 1250s or 1200s are out to lunch by any means. There is a little bit more maintenance when it comes to those cars just because they don't be do get so hot uh you have to keep up on your oil changes and stuff like that a lot more regularly than the water cooled stuff but i i think if you were to get a good used car with a good package i've kind of preached that on my youtube channel like you don't need to go and get the top of the line stuff if you can do kind of what we did and we found a really good package deal for around seven grand and it came with a ton of extras a spare motor and pretty much everything you needed to get off the ground except for your everyday tools and stuff to work on the car. But I mean, for seven grand, if you can get an entire racing operation, you can't really beat it when it comes to something that's going to be one of the quickest classes at the track. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree with you there. So in my opinion, it definitely is still in that, um, in that real area, you know, that most anyone could probably, if they wanted to enough, could get started in in the Legend Series for sure. So what separates a strong Legends car from like a field filler? Uh, I know I'm on the Facebook group Just Legends. I know you're in there too. And I see these people kind of like myself trying to learn and get started. And some of these people are like, well, you'll be okay doing this if you want to be a field filler. But if you want to win, you need to with us legends making everything so equal and sealed engines and so many rules, how do you stand out and be a winning car versus a field filler? 
honestly, that goes back to my point of once you get an initial like good baseline, you can build off that and then seek time from there. So we, our first year, we went from being a second off the pace to we actually won our last race our first year in the car. So that just kind of shows you like if you can get a good baseline and then you can gain confidence race after race and go out there and get seat time, it's just a matter of time before you can start competing with all those guys and it's just a matter of who you surround yourself with. So I have a lot of great friends and family who know their stuff when it comes to adjustments. So like if I have a question at the racetrack, I just get on my phone and say, hey, what should I do here? Or this is what the car is doing, uh, X, Y, and Z. So it's just a matter of who you surround yourself with. And there's a lot of people up here who do it for fun and they love doing it for fun. So it's just, to me, it's all how determined you are, kind of. For sure. And I think a lot of that goes to the guy holding the steering wheel as well. Uh, the setup and everything means a lot, but uh, like you said, the seat time goes a long way in having that experienced driver in the driver's seat. So over in the world I'm used to, uh, you know, the NASCAR stuff, late model, Xfinity, Craftsman truck, sponsorship is everything. Uh, we're all about sponsors, reaching out to sponsors. What can we do for sponsors? How do we find new sponsors, paint schemes? You know, we're all about that world. Has any of that happened in the Legends car much? I mean, I know there's decals on the cars and there's partnerships, but how big is the sponsorship thing in the Legend series? Uh, it varies from team to team. Obviously, we have a lot of great partners and help, and I'm very appreciative of everybody on this race car that makes our program go. It definitely is a lot less than, like, say, your nascar teams or even your late model teams you can get by with anywhere from a thousand dollars in sponsorship all the way up to it's an unlimited amount of money the amount of money people will give you but if you're keeping your car in one piece and not really tearing stuff up the weekly cost to run these cars is not not a ton i don't know i did a video on it on like what it costs to race a legend car and i think a realistic number for a week in a legend car not tearing anything up is probably anywhere from a hundred dollars and to 250 dollars. that's after you buy all your pit passes and stuff so it's not that expensive gotcha yeah that's that's good stuff so um like we were talking about earlier you know, there's a lot of tight rules they're trying to keep everything as equal as they can uh, to make it a level playing field. But you being out there, you know, most weekends uh, at the track, do you still see people try to get creative and push the limits in ways and get caught? Is that a thing? Thankfully, up here in Michigan, we have a pretty good group of guys, and we all know not exactly what each other's setup is, obviously, but we know who's going to be fast and who's going to be respectful on the racetrack. So, there are some things that I've heard about that I've kind of raised my eyebrows at, but there's not a ton in these cars, at least up here that I've seen, that you can really get away with. Uh, a lot of the stuff is going to be pretty obvious. I know guys do get thrown out at shootout after they start doing teardown, but I I don't really ask too many questions when it comes to that because a lot of the, those guys won't give you straight answer anyways because they don't want you to know what they're doing. 
Right. Yeah, that's a good thing. I, I was hoping the answer to that, you know, would be what you said. You know, a tight knit community there, not a lot of funny business going on, so to speak. Um, I know you mentioned earlier you got a win in your second season. Uh, tell me about some of your successes so far in the series. We actually got a win in our first season, but since then, we've been kind of in a drought. Uh, last year, we ended up having birth to our twins, which was great, so I didn't get to race a ton, but our on-track was awful last year. We got caught up in lots of wrecks that weren't on our weren't our faults, and this year, we've been doing pretty good. We switched over to the FZ car, and we've been just slowly racking top fives and kind of trying to get a good baseline set up with this new motor. The weight difference is a little bit lighter in the front because the motor is lighter. It's been a bigger learning curve than I thought it was going to be. Like your base setup is pretty good, but where you have to move your lead blocks and everything to keep your springs from unloading on each other is definitely been something we've been fighting all year. So we're starting to get to a point where that's not happening anymore, but I think I'm to the point where I expect a lot more out of myself because we did get that win, and I still have to kind of do a reality check every once in a while and say this is only my third or fourth season in these cars, and compared to the guys I'm racing around, I have a lot less seat time than they do. For sure, and I'm I'm certainly uh, invested into your story, and I'm having a good time following along. And speaking to that, um, I found you from YouTube. So, uh, what got you started on uh, saying, you know, I'm going to make a, a Legends Car YouTube channel? What where did that idea come from? So I've always kind of been into doing YouTube stuff. If you go way back on my channel, I actually was on staff with a bowling ball company and made bowling ball videos for them just to showcase their different bowling balls and whatnot. And when we finally got into a race car, I was like, well, I'm going to at least post my race videos. And then I started seeing a lot of the dirt guys. It's a lot more common in the dirt world to do more in-depth YouTube videos. And I was like, there's not a ton of those in Legends cars. Like you had the Stillwells that were doing it for a little bit, but then they kind of stopped. And then there was nobody really doing it. So I kind of jumped on it and tried to be the first one who was actually trying to be upfront with people and be honest. And it seems to have paid off. We started the year just to give you kind of a, an overview of how fast we've grown this year alone. We started the year when I got this new FC car with 40 subscribers right now we're in the ballpark of 620, 630 subscribers. So it's been pretty cool to see it jump that fast, but also I do have to come back down to earth every once in a while. And uh, when videos don't do so well, you just got to go back to the drawing board and think of other topics that some people may enjoy or like watching. Well, coming from me, someone, uh, you know, who is, is new to this series and, and getting um, acquainted with it and wanting to learn all I can, we certainly appreciate you doing those videos um, you've already helped me a lot and don't realize it. I've probably watched all of your legend car videos. So, uh, thank you, uh, for that. Um, and people can find you on YouTube. It's AJ Bunch, correct? Yes. So that they can look that up and, uh, and watch those videos as well. Um, kind of my last question here, what's, what's the future hold for you and your legends team and your YouTube channel? What are some long-term goals you have for your organization? Honestly, right now, 
I don't know. Uh, we're kind of in a limbo up here. It's just one of those things where the car count is not great and we don't have a good investor to throw a ton of money at it. I love these cars. I love doing this. So it may be one of those things where we end up running another year or two in these to try to see where the car count goes. I know this weekend I'm kind of putting on a pretty big race at our local track and it seems to have a pretty big interest. We have a five grand to win race every year at one of our tracks and that draws a pretty big car count. So if we do stay with these, it would probably be a lot nicer for me just because I do have a family and we like to travel and do vacations and stuff in the summer. So with me not having to learn a new car would probably be optimal. So (laughs) I honestly would like to stay in these as much as possible for as long as possible, because I feel like we're just on the verge of breaking through and being one of those guys who you show up to the track and people expect you to be up front. I think it's awesome that uh, you've kind of taken this and ran with it sort of as a, a whole package deal. Uh, you're working on the car, you own the car, you drive it, you're promoting the events, you're being a, a voice uh, for the Legends Car Series in your area. So uh, we certainly wish you the best in all those endeavors, uh, as well as your YouTube channel as well. So certainly a lot going on for AJ Bunch, and we appreciate you taking time out of that busy schedule and coming and speaking with us here at the Race Car Showroom today. And tell us where we can find you. We know it's AJ Bunch on YouTube, but I know you're active on Facebook and some other places. So where do we look you up? Uh, you can find me on Facebook mainly. It's AJ Bunch on there, AJ Bunch Racing. You can find me on Instagram. I don't exactly remember my username, but it's you can probably find me by searching AJ Bunch. Um, I do have Twitter, but I don't use it a ton. And... One last thing, I do want to give credit to the other guys up here in Michigan because they do a lot with their five grand to win race. And a lot of those guys are kind of the weekly weekly warrior guys just trying to make trying to make it to the track every week. And I give them a lot of credit for doing the things they need to do to get on track every week. And I know I don't. I don't run every race up here in Michigan because I do like spending time with my family, but those guys definitely do a lot for the sport up here. And it's not, not just me. Awesome, man. Well, again, we certainly appreciate everything you're doing. Uh, keep those YouTube videos coming cause the newbies like me are learning from them and enjoying them. And again, thank you for being here today, AJ. <laughs> no problem. I enjoy doing the YouTube videos and, Stuff like this where you contacted me and told me you found me off YouTube and uh, all the people who say that I've helped them learn a lot, is, it's been fun. It's made it worth doing the videos. Sometimes it gets a little frustrating here in the shop when I have to do 10 or 11 takes behind the scenes before we <laughs> edit it because stuff doesn't sound right or I'm trying to get something across and it's just not coming across right. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's definitely fun and uh one of these days i'll have to do like a raw uncut version you guys can see all those funny things that happen behind the scenes yeah that'd be awesome kind of like a bloopers reel so we'll be looking forward to that 
Again, thank you guys for tuning in to episode number five of the Race Car Showroom with AJ Bunch, and we'll see you next time. All right, I certainly appreciate AJ Bunch hopping on here and having a wonderful conversation about everything he does in the Legends car world. And I didn't want this episode to end without giving a shout out to all of the people that help him make it possible. His 2023 sponsors are Feitner Boat Lifts and Docks, Bunch Electric, City Electric Supply, Oasis Heating and Cooling, The Emmons Family, and Victory Fuel. And he also wants to give a special shout out to his wife and kids. So thank you to all of AJ's partners for making it possible for him to do everything he does in the Legends Car community. Thank you for listening to the Race Car Showroom Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and that you'll join us again soon.